everybody. Welcome to Women in Retail Talks, the podcast where C-suite executive women in the retail space share their stories of professional growth, leadership development, personal journeys, and more. I'm Melissa Campanelli, the co-founder of the Women in Retail Leadership Circle, which is a membership-based community of executive women at leading retailers and brands. And joining me today is Ariel Kay, the founder and CEO of Parachute, a beloved home, style life, home and lifestyle brand. In today's episode, we'll hear all about Ariel's career journey, why she founded Parachute, a little bit about her leadership style, and what she's most looking forward to as we round out 2022. So thanks so much for joining me today, Ariel. My pleasure. I'm a big fan of yours and your company, and I've been looking forward to meeting you. So it's exciting to have you on today. (laughs) Um, So please tell, I'm going to just jump right into the questions. Um, Our listeners love to learn about retailers' uh, career journey. So why don't we start there? Tell us a little bit about your career journey and what led you to founding Parachute. Sure. So I would say that my career journey journey is a little bit unconventional. Um, I was living in New York. I went to school at NYU and then got a master's at the new school. And um, I I really was unsure of what I wanted to do. There was a period of time where I thought I wanted to be in music business. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. I thought I wanted to work in marketing and advertising. I, I really was kind of all over the place. Um, and part of what that, you know, created was an opportunity for me to try a lot of things. Um, I, I wanted to see what fit, what felt right. Um, and so I, I, I jumped around. I did a lot of career hopping. Um, I, after college, I um, worked at a PR agency and then I went back to grad school and then I worked in advertising um, and I had had internships throughout university at a number of different places. But um, the thing that was always the through line is that I was happiest when I was making a really big impact, when I was able to get my hands dirty, when I was learning, when I was being inspired creatively, but also analytically. And so, um, you know, after many years of working in advertising, um, I was on the strategic side of creative. So doing a lot of consumer behavior research and really thinking about customers and how to connect with customers and really encourage them to either shop or um, just be connected to brands. And um, I found that to be very inspiring, but I had also developed this real passion for home and design. So in 2006, I had started an interior design blog um, and I was helping friends decorate their apartments in New York, um, getting them featured on design blogs and really just becoming a super consumer in the space um, really was very just inspired by creating beautiful spaces and learning about design and, and just, um, yeah, found that to be something that I was good at and that I felt really connected to. So in 2012, um, I had reached a a point in my advertising career where I was feeling a bit unfulfilled, didn't want to continue on that path and decided that, you know, this would be an amazing time to merge my interests in home and design and also building brands and connecting with people. Um, and, and at the meantime, in the background of all that, I had a bunch of friends that were joining startups and, and, and really early stage companies. And they were just so inspired and so um, energized by that experience. And um, I found myself wanting that. Um, And so initially I thought I would join a company, but after after realizing that there was a lot to be desired in the home space, um, I decided why not give it a shot. And so by the end of 2013, 
sorry, 2012, I had come up with this idea of parachute in early 2013. I left my job and I went to Europe and I visited a bunch of factories and I started working on a business plan and a pitch deck and uh, moved back to LA and, and started building parachute. That's so interesting. I love so many things about that story. I love how you um, look at it as a positive that you had time to kind of explore and and look at different things uh, before you made a decision about what you wanted to do and that you just followed your passion. I mean, that's so exciting. So tell us a little bit about Parachute. What, what, how would you describe the company? What did you come up with the name? So the idea well, the name um, was inspired by the movement of fabric when you make your bed. So you, you know, move your sheet up and down and it billows like a parachute. And so that's oh, where the that. name came from. Um, you know, the the idea for Parachute from the very beginning was to build a home lifestyle brand. Um, I decided to start super focused in the bedroom because as someone who had spent all this time trying to connect with customers and connect with people and really build relationships, I felt like the bedroom was the most intimate part of the home and one that if you could really, you know, transform your sleep experience and and create a better environment for for your bedroom by with my products, that I would be able to build um, loyalty and really um, and really see that connection with the customer that would help us as we evolved and, and grew into other categories and, and just moved beyond sheets. And so um, launched in 2014 with a small collection of sheets and duvet covers and pillowcases and two different fabrics and three colors um, and slowly started to evolve. So the first two years, we were really focused on just the bedroom, introduced things like pillows and duvet inserts and some quilts and linen as a new fabrication. And then moved into the bath as the next category. And then over really the past three years, we've expanded to many other categories throughout the home. But really with that vision, you know, about creating this home lifestyle brand and having it be deeply rooted in comfort and quality. So I felt like there was such an opportunity to create better quality products. A lot of the products that were in market 10 years ago, um, you know, were covered in synthetic finishes and artificial dyes and thread count, which is this marketing gimmick was really what was, you know, guiding people to make purchase decisions and um, I just saw an opportunity to do it differently and to really shift um, just the thinking and shopping behavior around around these products. And now we see our customers buying more seasonally. And, um, you know, we, we've created this brand that has this unique aesthetic, um, which is very parachute um, and and allows you to really build an assortment um, and mix and match and change things up in your home really accessibly. And, um, yeah, it's been really fun. So what do you, your, your company has changed and morphed and grown and has seen so much success since you started. What do you um, contribute the success to? You had, you mentioned earlier something about starting slowly. Is that, is that part of it? Sort of like taking it slowly or what? um... Sure. I think starting slow and really being focused and, and being really obsessive over the customer experience definitely helps set us up for success. Um, I would say having a really clear point of view um, Mm -hmm. has also been very helpful um, in terms of just building trust and and having customers know what we stand for. Um, We've been really really consistent there. Um, and you know, I, I joke and it's not even a joke. It's real. If you looked at my initial pitch deck that I created in 2013, it's basically outlining the company we are today. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. been very, very focused. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and you know, we've been deliberate in how we've grown. Um, I think, you know, to your point about starting slow, I mean, there were so many opportunities early, you know, wanting, thinking about doing, should we do wholesale? Should we do this? Should we move into this category? Should we do this collaboration? And we've said a lot of no's early on in order to protect the brand experience um, and really just be thoughtful in terms of how we were growing. Um, I also was never overcapitalized. So we, we've raised money from investors, but we've never overraised. Um, in fact, we've been very disciplined in how we've had to grow. And that's also required us to be um, just really thoughtful in terms of where we put our money and our investment. But, but yeah, I mean, we've, um, we've definitely taken us a, a, a slow and steady, you know, this is a marathon um, and, and, and wanting to be very controlled over how we build the brand. You know, we don't do any discounting. We haven't done any marketing, you know, we're really just building a, a, a brand that we hope is around for, for many, many years. Yeah. It's great. It's inspiring to be disciplined like that. Um, Cause I'm sure there's so many things coming at you. Yeah. Bright, shiny <laughs> objects are easy yeah. to, to chase. <laughs> right. So um, I want to jump ahead a little bit and talk about you uh, as, a, you know, as a leader, as um, specifically something that maybe you've accomplished this past year that you're particularly proud of. That's a question that we always ask our our folks when we interview them. Is there something that happened either this year, last year, um, as a leader that you're, you know, proud of? Um, You know, I think one of the things that has allowed us to be very successful is really just being flexible um, as, as a leader, um, and and also just modeling what it looks like to be flexible and nimble and to change and to be okay with with change and um, has allowed our team to also be very flexible. Um, but the past few years have, you know, been wild and, um, you know, no one could have <laughs> guessed that, you know, what the past few years could have looked like. Um, and so, uh, we've, we've been very, um, we've had to change strategies quite a few times. Um, mm. and that's, that's not always easy, um, and adjusting in real time and, um, you know, all while making big leaps and, and big and, and big growth and like really trying to invest in growth initiatives, launching new categories, but having to, um, having to be flexible, um, is something that I'm proud of. Um, I also, as a leader, um, I lead with a lot of transparency. Um, Hmm. I think it's really important that your team knows what's going on and, and that way we can really solve problems together. And so, um, we are, we are very transparent within our organization. Um, and I think that's, that's been very effective, um, from a morale perspective, um, and also just from a, from a brand building perspective, it's allowed people to really have a real full understanding of the picture, um, what we're up against, you know, where we want to improve, where we have opportunity, you know, what are potential risks and challenges that we need to avoid or, or work around. So I think, um, yeah, those are things that I'm proud mm-hmm. of, especially yeah. in the context of the wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the, the concept of being transparent came up so much during COVID and yeah. how important it was for leaders to share what they were going through personally or to share what the business was going through. So I think it's great that that is something that you, that you sort of have in your nature and that you, that you focused on. Another thing that we ask a lot of our um, podcast guests are team members, how they hire team members, what they look for, what traits and skills. I mean, it's great to be a leader, but 
it's great to have a great team. So what are some of the things that you look at is for that as well? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I, I think it's really important, um, to find people that share just the core values of the business. Um, and so, you know, we're looking for people that, you know, are appreciative of, um, a work-life balance. Cause I find that people that, um, you know, and obviously that's a phrase that's tossed around, but, you know, just, a we're, it's really important to me to have this brand that's all about sleep and wellness and taking care of yourself and finding comfort. And, um, you know, it's really important to me that people also know when to turn off. Um, but we're looking for people that are creative and curious and, um, like to have fun and are positive and, um, you know, have high integrity and are, um, empathetic and, um, and really just, you know, want to learn and always grow and, um, are solution oriented, um, when it comes to solving problems and, um, and navigating, um, you know, changes, which like we mentioned are, yeah. are frequent right now. Um, but you know, we, we, in the past, you know, two and a half years now, we've moved into a work from, anywhere, um, company from most groups in our team. And, um, it's allowed us to expand our talent pool and, and find, um, even more candidates that fit particular positions that we're hiring for. And that's been great. Um, but, you know, building a company remote has been a, a very interesting experience and one that I never thought that we would be challenged to Mm. do. And, um, you know, it, it puts a strain, I think on any culture, like it's just harder to build, culture and morale and, 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 you know, rapport with people over zoom. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great though, that you, that you found success though, in terms of hiring people and being able to have a wider pool. That's a good positive way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned well-being and, um, wellness. This is so important as well to employees today. So what do you do to make sure that your employees feel healthy and safe? And then what do you do personally to stay healthy mentally and physically? I mean, as a leader today, I feel like that's so important. Sure. Um, so any so, any tips around that would be great. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, we, we make sure that everyone sleeps well on <laughs> sheets and, um, you know, people, we, our team members get get bedding and products year round. And so that they're cozy at home. Um, we also, in the context of working from home, um, we've offered a monthly stipend for um, team members to help make their space as productive as possible at home, oh, wow. um, which has been um, positive and, and well-received. Um, you know, we also have a number of um, of speakers on, on different topics, um, whether it's mental health or stress or, um, you know, just, uh, there's been a ton of topics. And so we, we like to bring in experts to help speak to the team. Um, we do, um, guided meditations, um, and yoga classes on zoom. And so we, there's a number of things that we've done to try to keep the team connected and also just prioritize, um, taking care of oneself. Um, what I do personally, um, exercise is a big part of the way that I stay healthy, both mentally and physically. Um, but what I do as a leader is I actually put on my calendar very visibly the things that I'm doing, um, during my day or after work. Um, but I put them on my calendar so people can see that, you know, yesterday at noon, I went to an exercise class. Um, you know, that was what I wanted to do to take care of myself. And, um, you know, I, I put things on like, you know, take my kid to school or pick her up or, 
you know, go to lunch with a friend. I mean, I, I try to make it as obvious as possible, um, how I'm spending my time. I think it's important that, um, that the team sees, you know, that I'm, I'm prioritizing the things that make me happy, um, that I'm taking breaks. Um, and so that I think has been effective. Um, and I hope encourages others to do the same. Mm. Yeah. That ties into the being transparent as a leader as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's awesome. I think that's really important. It's so important to show that leadership. If leadership is, is taking the lead on taking care of themselves, it's, it's, it behooves everyone else to do the same. So, yeah, I mean, and especially with, you know, the way that people are working now, um, being that we're from home, you know, I also, I think people have different preferences in terms of how they work. You know, some people, you know, we have kind of office hours where we expect everyone to be available to jump into meetings. And, um, but we also know that, you know, I'm a firm believer that however you get your work done, you know, right. works for you. And so some people that means working at night working in the morning, you know, I want people to just you got to get into your groove and whatever works for you is going to ultimately be best for the company. Yep. So just have a couple more questions. Um, yeah. Mentorship is another question we ask a lot of our, our guests. How, how important has it been? I'm sure it's been important. How important has it been in your career? And do you have any mentors now that you work with? Or I'm sorry, mentees that you work with? Yeah. So it's been very important. So I actually, I when I started Parachute, I had a really hard time raising money. And I also, it was hard to meet people. And um, I ended up joining an accelerator program. Um, and part of that program was um, an introduction to a ton of um, mentors and investors and um, experts in various parts of their um, fields. And um, I, the relationships that I have made over the years um, have been so influential um, and, and, uh, and just important to me. So um, I have been on the receiving end of great mentorship. Um, and I, um, I, I, I love to, to pay it forward. And I also find that mentorship is just a very reciprocal experience. I always learn, um, from conversations I have with people that I mentor or just people that are other founders or aspiring founders. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's such an important relationship. Um, and, and I also found early days of building parachute that people were very generous with their time and happy to help. And, you know, something that I've always wanted to, it's always been important to me. Um, at parachute, um, we launched the homes for dreams initiative, which is a program, um, that supports black owned product centric businesses with grant money and advisory meetings and brand amplification through our parachute channels. Um, and then, um, weekly or biweekly mentorship from myself, um, which has been really, really great. So we've had two people go through this program, two founders, um, and it's been so rewarding on all, um, on all, in all ways. Um, I also spend a good amount of time, um, weekly. Um, I like to set aside time to talk to, folks that I am happy to, to mentor. And, um, I'm also on the board, um, and an advisor for a few different companies, um, and give my time and energy and, and brain power, um, to helping those businesses, um, which has been really fun and just a great way to keep learning myself personally, and also share some of the lessons that I've learned along the way, um, with others. But I think that, Asking for help, being aware of where you could use support is so important um, 
in the early days and really just throughout your, your mm-hmm. career as a, as a leader. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for the relationships that I have both from a mentor side and a mentee side. Yeah, that's great. Such an important part of leadership, I think is, is helping others and, you know, be giving back and being thankful for what you've received yeah, as a leader. Um, so just in closing, um, this has been so great. Um, what are you most looking forward to? You know, 2022 is, you know, coming to an end. Can you Crazy. believe it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, is there anything that you're looking forward to personally, professionally, um, anything about that you wanted to talk about, about next steps for the company or just yeah, anything sure. you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, there's, this has been a really busy year for us. Um, a lot of growth, um, we've opened, we'll double over double our store count this year. So we wow. ended last year with 12 stores and we'll wrap this year with 25. So, um, I'm really excited to just see what, um, having the, that many stores and, and new markets does for the business. Um, from an omni-channel perspective. And so um, it's been really fun to be in new markets and um, and to build the team. And um, so I'm very excited to continue that growth. We've got 18 stores open right now. So we've got seven more to go this year, which is wild, especially since it does feel like the year is flying by. Um, we also have some really exciting um, new products that we're launching. At the beginning of October, we're launching a living room furniture collection. Um, so oh, wow. a lot of work that has gone into couches and tables and all sorts of exciting things. So um, really excited to see the response to that. And um, yeah, I can't wait. And personally, um, just spending more time with family, maybe taking a trip. <laughs> got nothing planned yet. I've been intimidated by the travel. Um, yeah right now and having two young kids is it's tough <laughs> to yeah. um but yeah you know just um yeah spending time with family and friends and yeah but a lot of a lot of exciting stuff in the back half of the year the holidays are always a, a really exciting time for us at parachute so mm-hmm. um yeah sounds great wow that's exciting the living room so is it the first time you're entering that space the living room space or? yeah I mean we've launched um rugs and window treatments and and items and some you know pillows and decor and things that work in the living room but this is really our our, our real move into that space um mm. which is obviously such an important part of the home and one where we all spend much time so yeah. excited to create products that are both comfortable and high quality, like all of our products, but also ones that, you know, can be featured more prominently within the home. So mm-hmm. exciting to see. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's about all we have time for Ariel. I appreciate you so much taking the time to be on women in retail talks today and um, hope to meet you in person one day. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please go to womeninretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Women in Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review our show. Lastly, if you're a female retail leader interested in joining our community at Women in Retail Leadership Circle, visit womeninretail.com slash apply. Thanks, and until next time, This has been Women in Retail Talks.